Well, my friends, there's not um, sufficient time to comment on all of the different aspects of the reading. In fact, the Missal says that the homily on Palm Sunday should be brief after following the Passion, because uh, when we read the Passion, it, it really speaks for itself, and that this is the, uh, what's considered the oldest part, probably, of Mark's Gospel, that Mark probably wrote this first as the most important section to let people know what happened, and then the rest of the Gospel is actually just a, a 14-chapter prelude or a 13-chapter prelude um, to this moment. Uh, and that, so some you know, big picture lines that we can briefly consider are that um, the way our Lord acts in the face of all of this hatred and malice and failure is with love. That Jesus is full of love. His, his response is love. The chief priests who hand him over um, and Pilate, who, who is supposed to be the representative of law and order and justice, who knows him to be innocent, but that detail, Pilate just wishing to satisfy the crowd, um, hands him with no, no real charge. What has he done? Would crucify him. Okay, hands him over. Um, and the mocking him um, and, and clothing him in purple and the crown of thorns and all of the dysfunction and the hatred and the injustice. And Jesus' response is not to um, destroy them all as he could like that, Um, His response is not to shout at them. His response is not even to complain and to feel bad for himself. Rather, his response is to love and to love to the full. That Jesus loves to the full. Again, just a small little detail of Jesus loving to the full here is that wine that they tried to give him. uh, They tried to give him wine drugged with myrrh which was actually a, a type of anesthesia. It was drugged with myrrh. He, it, would, it would lessen the pain of the crucifixion. And that's what it was made for, that it would be a, a type of numbing agent as he was going through crucifixion. And he didn't take it. Like this was a normal courtesy, if you will, given to those who were being crucified, um, that they were given this narcotic. And, and he didn't take it. He didn't want to lessen this in any way. Rather, he embraces Um, The crucifixion and all the pain and all the suffering, he embraces all the mockery and the scorn and the hatred. He embraces it to the full. And he does it out of love. He does it specifically out of love for you and for me, out of each one of us. Um, We believe that Jesus, being God, um, on the cross that day saw and knew all things, that he's God. So he sees and knows, so he knows he doesn't just die for us um, generically as a crowd. Rather, Jesus saw and knew each and every person um, for whom he was dying. He saw each and every sin that he was redeeming. And so he dies for us and he redeems our sins personally. Which means that in that scene that we just read, 2,000 years ago on the cross, Jesus Christ saw me. He, he saw and he loved me. And so he didn't just die, again, generically for humanity out of love, but he, you know, uh, endured all these things out of love for me, Michael Casey, and to redeem me from my sins. He refused the narcotics so that he can enter more deeply into it, personally out of love for me and for each one of you. This is the personal love of our Lord. This is a personal thing. In his homily this morning, Pope Francis um, said, let us gaze upon Jesus on the cross and say to him then, Lord, how much you love me, how precious I am to you. Let us be amazed by Jesus so that we can start living again 
for the grandeur of life lies not in possessions and promotions, but in realizing that we are loved. This is the grandeur of life. Discovering that we are loved. And the grandeur of life lies precisely in the beauty of love. Those are words delivered by our Holy Father maybe two or three hours ago in Rome. Um, that we are, are loved by God, who loved us and chose to die for us personally. And that this love is just a final point. This love and this suffering, when we embrace it ourselves, following him, when we take up our crosses then, knowing that Jesus loved us, and as he says, you know, unless you deny yourself, take up your cross daily and follow me, you cannot be my disciple. That this love is efficacious. That this love has effect. That this is actually the fruit. This is what gives fruit to the, the church. St. Cyprian said, the blood of martyrs is the seed of Christians. It's when we lay down our lives. Um, it's the blood of our Lord. And then it's each and every one of us laying down our lives every day. That we live the cross with our Lord. Uh, Two details there is that Simon of Cyrene, a passerby who's forced to carry the cross, he's forced. They force him into service. But Mark, Mark who's writing his gospel in Rome, uh, points out Simon is the father of Alexander and Rufus. And who cares? What's that? Except that when Paul is writing his letter to the church in Rome, he specifically says to greet Alexander, right? Uh, that this is the same Alexander, Simon's son, Simon, who is forced to carry the cross against his will, that it's understood from this acknowledgement in Mark's gospel, pointing out who he is in reference to people that are well-known, most likely in the church in Rome. And so Simon, Simon embraces the cross eventually. He, he for, at first rejects it, but he carries the cross after our Lord. And that his children now are prominent enough members in the church that they're written into the gospel. Um, it's efficacious when we embrace the cross. It bears fruit. Similarly, the centurion. Now, this is a man who's a, a decently ranking official in the Roman army. He's a pagan. He would have worshipped the pagan gods, and he would have been a pagan his entire life. He would have rejected to a certain, maybe he would have been friendly to Judaism, but um, he's a pagan. And that he, in seeing the suffering, the love of the Son of God, and how he breathed his last, said, Truly, this man is the Son of God. What a profession of faith that is. And so we too, and we, what is the most effective means of apostolate? Love and sacrifice. That's it. To love our Lord, to love Almighty God, to love our brothers and sisters for the sake of God, and then to bear the cross and to be willing to suffer out of love for them. And so as we consider the passion of our Lord, it's a call to us as well to bear whatever crosses we have in our life, in our world, in our lives, in our frail humanity, present plenty every single day, but when we embrace them out of love, then others will come to believe and they'll come to know the love of Jesus, that personal love that he has for us on the cross. And so as we consider these brief reflections on the passion, um, let's turn again to our Lord in love and let's tell him as our Holy Father says, Jesus, how much you love me. And this week, as we walk through Holy Week with him, let's just repeat that again and again, looking at the cross. Jesus, how much you love me. Um, and then let's return love for love.